0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We are so honored that you would take a few minutes and you would join us, even if it's through an app on your phone right now. We're just honored that you would spend the time with us. And I want to encourage you, if you want to spend time with us in person, we would love to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We would love to meet you. We'd love to pray for you we'd love to serve you so make plans to join us but right now i hope that you enjoy this message and we hope that it encourages you and it blesses you today man how is it how is everybody's new year's resolution going right now raise your hand if you're still going strong come on raise your hand if you're not All right, okay, hey, it's okay. We're here. This is, and and most of y'all didn't even make a resolution. My word, let's be better, guys. Come on, let's, I'm joking. Y'all are doing great. But hey, I want to remind you, we got notes in our app. You can search the uh, app store. Is my, is it? Is it where? Right there, okay. Hello. Sorry. sorry. She does notice when my shirt's unbuttoned. Come on, somebody. I'm joking. Uh, same. I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, we're married. Uh, hey, next week's our anniversary. 13 years next week. Come on now. I like it. Hey, uh, we do have notes in the app, and um, you can go to the app store, search tn.church. You can follow along right there. Everything will be on the screen. I just like taking notes because I think it helps us remember the bad preaching you hear sometimes. It'll help you make it a little bit better, right? So I'm so excited, and uh, we kind of have... You're in for a treat. If it's your first time, you're getting two for the price of one today. We're kind of giving two messages today. I want to just talk about prayer and fasting first. Then we're going to dive into the message and kind of continue our series because this is a really important time in our church is when we do our time of prayer and fasting. We give God the first part of our year because it's important. And I think we can just start the year off strong. Listen, this can be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. And man, what a better way, there is no better way than to just lean in and fast. In fact, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16. He says, and when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast. This is an expectation that Jesus has for his followers, that you would fast. And maybe you're in here and you're like... I cannot not eat for 14 days, Clint. Like, you're crazy. Well, I got some good news. You don't have to fast food, all right? Uh, What I'm doing is I'm I'm doing a certain type of food fast, but I'm also, I took just social media off my phone. I'm not going to waste my time on screens and do that. I'm going to fast that. I'm going to give that up, and I'm not going to do that for the next 14 days. And so you don't have to do a food fast. You can do a social media fast. Uh, Someone in here is doing uh, no Netflix, no streaming, anything, that's worse than food. I tell you, I've done both, and that's worse than food, I promise you. So, some of you have never done this before, and if you're on the fence, I just want to encourage you as your pastor for a second, jump in and do it. Why not? What do you have to lose? you got nothing to lose, right? And I think it's going to be great. So you, and Jesus said, when you fast, um, and I want to help you understand today that God cares about every need that you have in your life. And there's nothing too small, there's nothing too big. You can take it all to God. It doesn't matter how... Insignificant it seems to you. Some of us, we don't pray prayer sometimes because we think that they're so insignificant that God doesn't care. I want to tell you, that's the enemy lying to you because God cares about everything. Here's what I know though. God, listen, I love this. God won't answer a hundred percent of the prayers. You don't pray. So if you don't want a prayer answer, then just don't pray. He won't answer 100% of the prayers you don't pray. So pray, pray for everything. Like there's nothing too small. I love this time of year because it reminds me of how God's taking care of some of you in this room. Uh, there's so many babies in our kids space Right now, that we prayed for two years ago during our time of prayer and fasting, praying for people that are having infertility issues. And all of a sudden, what do you know? During the time of prayer and fasting, they find out they're pregnant. Come on, that's not a coincidence. Or we were praying for another family. They're not here uh, this week. They're on an anniversary trip themselves. They, were, they had infertility issues for years, And they were also trying to adopt a baby for years. And wouldn't you know, they adopt a child. And then uh, soon after that, they find out they're also having a baby. So now they have like twins. Come on, give God a hand. That's amazing. Some of your marriages were prayed for during this time. And they're so much better now. You may have been uh, just apart. And now God's just bringing you closer together. Never underestimate what God's going to do during this time. And so I wanted to give you just four reminders of what fasting is, what it does, what it's all about. The first thing is this. Is fasting is not about starving. Fasting is about feasting, but feasting on the right things. And so, a lot—that's what fasting does. It removes something. It removes a distraction, so that you can get more of the spiritual. And I just want to read this verse to you, and a couple of verses in Ephesians chapter one. It says, "God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family. You are a part of God's family." Like You are a part of God's family. You are adopted. God was a father that saw you fit for being in his family. You're in his family. and This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God wants you in his family. It gives him pleasure for you to be in his family. I don't know what you came in here believing about God, but this is the picture of God that, that is true. It's from God's word. God loves you. He wants you to be in his family. It says, furthermore, because we're united with Christ, We have received an inheritance, y'all say inheritance inheritance, from God, for He chose in advance and He makes everything work out according to His plan. Listen, there's no better family to be a part of than God's family. And He's a perfect Father. He wants you in His family. And when you're a part of God's family, you get to eat at God's table. Come on, somebody. Listen. And listen. Fasting is about feasting at that table. Understanding that man, I can pray for anything because God wants to hear it. And God actually wants to act in my life. And so we get to sit at God's table because we're in God's family. And we get to have whatever we want from that table. I love that the mayor's here. Austin. Come on, raise your hand, Austin. There he is. Austin's my cousin. He's the mayor here at the church, and uh, I love them very much. One of my favorite things, uh, memories, that actually happened at Austin's house for years and years, they would host Thanksgiving. And I loved it, because it reminded me, I'm a part of a family. And let me just tell you, at the Lambert Thanksgiving, there's no shortage of food. Come on now. Listen, you can feast at that table. I love it. God's table, you can feast at it. Fasting is all about that. It reminds us what table we go to. The second one is this, is fasting brings breakthrough. Do you have something in your life where you need some breakthrough? Finances, your health, a relationship. Maybe you're in here and you're single and you're like, Lord, send me a man, somebody, right? Like, come on. Uh, Hey, fast about it. Who knows? God might do it. See, there's a story in the Bible where this dad had a son who was possessed by demons. And we don't talk about that a lot now in church, but this guy, this this son was possessed by demons and the Bible said that he was like, this demon affected him so much that he would actually throw the boy on the ground and cause him to convulse and make it look like he had seizures. And a few times this demon would throw the boy into a fire. Can you imagine? I mean, my word. And you can imagine being this dad and being paranoid that your son, what what if you were walking by a body of water, and all of a sudden these demons decide to throw your boy in the water, like, or in a fire again? Like, is this dad was desperate for a breakthrough, and so the dad saw the disciples, and they were like, "This dude hangs around Jesus; these people." And so I bet if I take him to these people, that they can help. So they take the boy to the disciples, and the disciples try to work their magic and do their thing and they couldn't do anything. And the dad's frustrated. And he goes to Jesus he's like, these disciples are worthless, like they couldn't do anything, can you do it? And all of a sudden Jesus cast out these demons from this boy, and the boy was made in his right mind. And he was actually healed from that. And the disciples are like, what the heck? Like we tried, we said the same words that Jesus would say. We anointed him with oil, we did the whole thing, like what's going on? So they ask Jesus Why couldn't we do this? And Jesus said, This it was because your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you no bigger than the side of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move away from here and go over there, and you'll see it move. There's nothing you couldn't do, but this kind is only cast out through prayer and fasting. And so prayer and fasting is a way that God uses in our lives to bring breakthrough because when you fast, it shows that you have faith in God. It says, God, I'm going to have faith in you. I'm going to give this up and I'm going to press into you every day. I'm going to pray for this thing every single day. And you just watch what God happens. God will move mountains. I'm telling you, you get, you get serious with God and he'll start doing these things. I'm telling you, God's going to move. The third thing is this. I love this one. Fasting flexes the no muscle. Come on. Some of our no muscles are weak. You already know because you've already given up on your, on your New Year's resolutions if it had to do with food. You know, you've already went and got the Starbucks drink. You ate the bread, whatever it was. Like, it's hard to flex the no muscle. But I'll tell you, our yes muscle is pretty strong. And a lot of times we say yes to things that aren't even going to help us. In fact, they're going to hurt us. And some things that seem small, we say yes to these things, but they end up hurting us over times. Uh, Sometimes we say yes to ungodly desires. We have addictions or we have really bad habits and we say yes to those. We say yes to unhealthy crutches, right? Like what's that one thing that you always run to? When things are tough, what's that crutch that you always have that's not healthy? Uh, Some of you, you say yes to comfort. How often do we give in to what makes us comfortable when God is calling us to leave our comfort zone and make a difference? But it's so easy to say yes to that couch. Come on, it's so easy to say yes, right? You see, fasting helps us flex the no muscle. It helps us go, God, I'm going to say no to this thing that I want to say yes to so that I can say yes to the better thing. I can say yes to the best thing. And so sometimes, man, fasting is just about, I need to just get my mind right. I've been saying yes to the wrong things. I need to say yes to the right things and no to some of these things that I want and say yes to the things that's going to be good for me. It says this in Romans 7. I'm a mystery to myself. You ever feel that way, that you're just a mystery? I don't even know what the heck I'm doing half the time, right? Like, I feel that way. For I want to do what is right, but I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn, right? So let me just put it in layman's terms. I want to do what's right, but I just can't help it. I always do what's wrong. I really don't want to eat this casserole that looks so good, right? But, man, it's just drawing me in over here, and I want to eat it, right? Like some of us were in that zone where I mean, I want to do what's right, but I'm having trouble. Hey, how about you fast and start flexing that no muscle, let that no muscle get a little stronger and see how your, 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 uh, your decision making becomes. I mean, it's going to become a lot stronger a lot more godly. All right. Here's the last thing on fasting. Fasting brings clarity. Y'all say clarity. Fasting brings clarity. Some of you need some clarity. Listen, uh, I, I want you to really think about the amount of things you have going on right now. I'm gonna give you, think about it, everything. A ton of stuff. If you're like me, it's a ton of, you gotta get these kids to school. Maybe not tomorrow. What is it, are they already off tomorrow? There's a chance it could be cold, so they're off. You know, can't, huh? Okay, I'm so sorry. We honor Martin Luther King. (laughs) Tuesday, they might be off. Okay, okay, gotcha. so sorry. Wow. I do love Martin Luther King Jr. He's great. (laughs) We deserve to be off tomorrow, guys. Sorry, I don't care what they say. Tomorrow we take off for him. Okay, come on. All right. Think about all this stuff. Y'all get back on track. Come on. Listen, you got a ton of stuff going on. You got to get the kids to school, right? You got to go to work. You gotta get the kids to dance practice if you're us, a dance practice. Every dang night of the week You got to get the kids to practice Then you have to cook dinner somehow Because you almost spend all your money eating out So you got to find out how to a cook dinner uh, oh, oh crap, but then they're coming over for dinner that night And then I got to get ready for that I got to clean the house now I got to hit that deadline at work Oh man, I'm married I got to go on a date night every once in a while, right? And then I got to find a babysitter Well, they're booked and I got to find another babysitter And I got to do this, right? Oh, and I somehow got to get to the gym Because I, I got to keep losing weight, right? And then you have to go Go, 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 do, do, do. Does anybody ever feel like this, right? You're just going and going and going. Listen. You have no clarity in your life if that's what your life looks like right now. It's all noise, right? And some of us, we have so much going on that we, it's hard for us to hear the voice of God because you're so stuck in getting stuff done instead of just stopping, pausing for a second, actually listening to God. Fasting is like throwing on some AirPods and holding that side button right there and just shutting off the world. you know what I'm talking about? A little noise cancellation headphones. Who's got some noise cancellation headphones in here? Listen, we got some people that work at Black, Black Elm now. What are we doing? Black press. I'm saying black press. I work from there like all the time, like almost every day. And that's what I do. I put my AirPods in. Bink. I have no idea what's happening. Someone could come rob the place (laughs) if I'm working and I can't hear a daggum thing in there. So I love it. But that's what fasting does. Fasting is like turning on the noise cancellation in your life. And that doesn't mean all that stuff's going to go away. But man, when you carve out some time to fast and pray, you'll be amazed at the clarity that you're gonna have in your life. Uh, In fact, this was just, this church was just an inkling in our hearts, in my heart first, really. And uh, it was through a time of prayer and fasting where God really gave us clarity. Said, hey, you need to be there and you're gonna launch your church in the fall of 2020. (laughs) Little did we know, the fall of 2020 would be what it was. But thank God we came, and we were here, and God brought that clarity to us. And God wants to do the same to you. So I tell you all that. this We haven't even started the message yet, guys. This is just little thoughts on prayer and fasting. Then we're going to get into the message. And the message is awesome. I'm so excited about it. But I, I would just beg you, not for me. This, Your fasting and praying does nothing for me, okay? Please do it. Well, I don't even know if I go to church here. It's okay. You don't, I don't care if you come to church here or not. Just set some time aside, find some things you need to pray for, and do it. And and I'm telling you, just give it, just see if you can, right? Just, Just try it two weeks. And I promise you're gonna see God do some things. You're gonna have some clarity in your life, all right? Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Come on. Nod your head. We're here. Very good. All right. Y'all ready for the message? I got 45 more minutes. Here we go. And I'm joking. I got 21 minutes. I'm going to be done. I'm going to try to be done right here. But y'all have to listen fast. Y'all listen slow all the time and you make me go over. Y'all need to listen fast. All right. Last week we started a series called Better Together. Y'all say Better Together. Look at that. That's what it says right here. And Pastor Stephanie did such a great job last week. If you missed last week and you didn't get to hear it, Please go back and listen to it. It was really great. It was the three friends that you need. Well, I'm not asking you to have a bajillion friends. Some of you are introverts. That freaks you out, all right? But you need three friends, and here's the three friends you need. You need a friend that's going to make you better, right? You need a friend that will make you spiritually stronger, And then you need a friend that's going to tell you the truth at all times. Um, And these are the friends that you need in your life. And sometimes it's not fun being that friend, but you need those friends. You need to be those friends to other people. So last week we talked about how you need people. Well, this week I'm going to talk about how people actually need you in their life. So last week was you need people. This week is people need you. Yes, yes. Even you, like the people sitting, like I'm talking to you individually, people need you. But the problem is that most of us think that we don't have a lot to offer because we don't think that we're spiritual enough. We don't think that we're smart enough. Uh, we don't think that we're wise enough. Uh, we, we think that we're too young. Uh, we think that, man, there's no my past is so bad, there's no way I could help anybody else because I've messed up too much, right? And so you automatically disqualify yourself from actually making a difference in someone else's lives because you think that you're not spiritual enough, smart enough, wise enough, you're too young, your past is, is too crazy. And I just want to help convince you today that that is a bunch of bulls. That's not true. That's, uh, in fact, I'm hopefully going to convince you today to show you that you can make a difference in someone's life. Even you, even with your past, even with your mistakes, even with all these things that you may have done or the things that have been done to you, you can make a difference in someone's life. So today, I want to teach you how you can be someone that others can count on. I want to show you how you can be someone that others can count on. Listen, we all want to be counted on, right? Like no one wants to be the flaky friend. Does anyone have flaky friends in here? Come on, they just say they're going to do something and then all of a sudden it's like the last second and they're like, what? You said you were going to do this for like two weeks. What are you doing? I don't want you to be that person. I want you to be a person that someone else can count on because they need you. I'm serious. They, they need you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to learn about this. Um, you know, there's some people on our lead team right now that are going through something called 30-day shred, and it's not P90X. I know you're thinking, <laughs> I know Clint looks amazing, but that's not what I'm talking about. 30-day shred is we're reading the entire Bible in 30 days. And so today was through Psalm 84, something like that. I'm somewhere in the Psalms. We're somewhere there. Halfway done. Tomorrow we'll be halfway done. Um, and so I, we were listening to this. I've been listening to it. And uh, we went through some passages in Second Kings and Chronicles. And I thought... Why have we not taught on these people? What I'm going to teach you today, first of all, I want to go ahead and answer the question. Yes, this is in the Bible. Okay. Uh, you're going to go. There's no way. Yes, this is all in the Bible. It's amazing. And uh, I want to go ahead and prepare the men. Men, let me hear you in the room. Give me a good little grunt. Like, there we go. Uh, uh, the, the home, the home improvement grunt. Uh, this is really, y'all are really going to love this. And then ladies, do y'all enjoy, anybody enjoy some like fantasy novels? Anybody in here? Come on. Y'all enjoy some fantasy novels? Come on. I know you do. This is going to be perfect for you. This is like crazy stuff that you would see in like Lord of the Rings or like an action movie, what we're going to talk about today. And so we're going to talk about David's mighty men, David's mighty men. And uh, man, these dudes are bad. I'm so excited. So how can you be a person that others can count on? Here's your first thing. You need to learn from your worst so that you can bring your best. Learn from your worst so that you can bring your best. Uh, It says this. I love this. And uh, we're going to be second Samuel chapter 23. Y'all check this out. And this is all the showtime these people get in the Bible, by the way. We don't know really much other, uh, uh, anything else about these guys, except for what we're going to read today. Verse 8, it says, These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. Clint Lambert from Oasis Church was a... (laughs) Is that not in there? No, it's not in there. Okay. Uh, The first was Jashabim. Y'all say Jashabim. Jashabim. Come on, I'm not going to make you say all the other stuff. He was the leader of the three. We're going to get to that in a second. The three mightiest warriors among David's uh, men. So David, King David, y'all know David and Goliath slinging the stone, kills the giant. This is that David. He's now become king, and he has an elite group. Of fighters, these are warriors, and there were thirty of them. But a part of the thirty, there were three called the three, and these three were some bad dudes. Now these these were like uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, in in First Blood, right? Like Rambo style people. You give them one bullet in the woods and a toothpick, they're gonna take you out. That's just what they. This the three were that bad. And so Joshua Beam, he was not only one of these guys, but he was the leader of the three. So he's the baddest of the bad, Jashabim was. And so here's what we know about Jashabim. This is the thing on his resume. You ready for this? He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a battle. One battle, one day, 800 people with one spear. Come on. So does someone's chest hair just grow a little longer? My did. I could feel the testosterone just pumping through me right now. I love this. And we read this and we're like, what? That seems fake. Like that doesn't seem real, but it's real. It's true. It actually happened. It's in the Bible. And we're like, oh my gosh. But let me just help you understand something. You don't get to that point without being in some battles first. You know, this was not Jashabim's first battle right here. This is just... One of the things that he did, and don't you think that Jashobeam probably came out of some battles with some battle scars. These people are fighting hand-to-hand combat with little swords and little weapons. I mean, you had to look at the person in the eyes when you were doing this. I mean, this was legit. And so don't you think that Jashabim, he's done all these battles. This is just one of the things he does. That man's coming out with some battle scars. You know what I'm talking about. And I just, he probably didn't have all of his fingers. And I would say, If I'm in this time and I'm looking for the baddest warrior, I don't want the guy that has zero battle scars. I want the guy that's like got the cut down his eye or maybe an eye patch and he's got like eight fingers and uh, he's like real mad all the time. I want that guy on my team. Why? Because he's been there before. He's got the battle scars to show it. But let me ask this question. Why is it? that we let our battle scars keep us from being in the fight with others. In our lives, some of us, man, we got some battle scars. You got some family history from how you grew up. Man, you've gone through it. You've made some mistakes. Things have been done to you. And man, you've you just got scars all over you. And you use these scars to disqualify you from what God wants you to do. But I want to help encourage you today. Those scars are exactly why you need to be involved in someone else's life because you've been there before. You've been there before. You've been in battle before. And so you can go to someone that's about to walk into the same battle that you've been in before and go, hey, you can get through this. You can do this. Here's what I did. Here's what I learned. Here's what I wish I would have known if I was in your shoes. And you can really help people. God wants to use your story to help others with theirs. Listen to this. Stop seeing what happened to you as a way out of what God has called you to do. What has happened to you is not a way out of what God's called you to do. It's a way in. It's an invitation to help others and to make a difference in someone's life. You want to be someone that others can count on. Learn from the worst time of your life so that you can bring your best when someone's in their worst. There's too many people in here right now who need you. Listen, these people are going through addiction issues, they're going through divorces, they got kid pain. Man, they're just really struggling with their kids. They've got a bad diagnosis. They're going through grief. And and, and God has allowed you to come on the other side of some of these very things so that you can help people, come alongside people. You know what one thing we do? We help church planters all the time. All the time. Why? Because we got some battle scars. And I got some stuff that Brennan Washington needs to know before he launches his church in Bowling Green, Kentucky, here in September. Why? Because I've been there. I know, hey, don't do that. Hey, please do this. I know, like, you got to, and I can teach him why, because I've been there. We got to learn from our best or worst so that we can be our best, all right? The second one is this you need to watch out for those around you. You need to watch out for those around you. Man, we got to, how many of y'all know we got a loyalty problem right now? We got people that don't want to have your back. They want to stab your back. How about we be people that get in someone's corner and says, I got your back. I'm going to help you. You mess up. It's okay. Hey, I got your back. Come on. We're going to do this together. I'm going to walk. I'm gonna... Watch out for the people around you. Be proactive. I love this story. This story is awesome. This is second Samuel 21 starting in verse 15. It says, once again, the Philistines were at war with Israel. The Philistines were the same army that Goliath, the giant, now the giant, Goliath, this is the same army, same people, all right? And when David and his men were in the thick of battle, David became weak and exhausted. Ishbi Benab was a descendant of the giants. This was a giant. He probably was the brother or somehow related to Goliath. And his bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds. Pounds. Can you imagine a giant throwing something that weighed seven pounds that was sharp, designed to kill you, throwing that thing at you? My, my word, I, I can't imagine. And uh, it says he was armed with a new sword. That sword was sharp. It had no nicks in it. It was ready to go. It was a new sword. He had cornered David and was about to kill him. But Abishai, son of Zariah, came to David's rescue and he killed the Philistine. This story. Is wild. All right, this story is wild. I love this. It's actually, this is in the Bible. Y'all think the Bible's boring? Read these Old Testament stuff. It's crazy over there. It's awesome. So, this was when David was actually older when this happened. And this was one of the last battles that we know of that he fought because after this, his men were like, You're not doing that anymore. All right, you're too old, big man. But how about this? David was old and still fighting in the battle. Come on, I like that. He had a little bit of John Wayne in him. You know, he was just ready to go. And he was fighting. But this battle was a little different. They were fighting some giants in this battle. These people were skilled. These giants were bred for war. I mean, they were literally, they were athletic, they were fast, they were very strong, they were very skilled at what they did. And so uh, you can just imagine being here. Imagine it like you're watching a movie for a second, all right? This is amazing. This giant and David are fighting, and David looks like he's going to win, but the giant gets a few blows in, and he's getting David, he's getting David, and the Bible says that he became weak and exhausted. You know, the the he was going in and out of consciousness is what the Bible, that's what those words mean. In fact, one of the definitions of that word is to go dark. David was starting to, I mean, eyes going back in his head. He was probably seeing like three giants, and it's fuzzy, He can't do anything, he's old, he's still fighting. The mighty warrior David, he was shaken, he was beaten, and all of a sudden you can just see the smile on this giant's face. He's got David cornered, and he's just walking up to David thinking, you got Goliath, I'm about to get you. And he was just about to take his final blow. But Abishai, out of the darkness, out of the shadows, sees his friend over here, and he says, no, 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 I got your back, big dog. And you can just see it. He probably ran in slow motion, right? Just and he takes his sword and just whack, kills the giant right there. I love it, I love it. That's what happened. you You gotta read the Bible like that sometimes, guys. Abishai shows up, and he takes out the giant. We need to be Abishai's for some Davids out here. We need to watch what's happening. How many of y'all know that life has a way of kicking you while you're down? Come on, life has a way of just bringing blow after blow. And there are some people that are are around you right now that need you. They need you to, to take the initiative too. David did not request help. He wasn't lying on the battlefield going, please, Abishai, come kill this giant for me. No, 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 Abishai was watching for his boy. Go no, 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 I'm watching for this guy because he matters to me. We've done life together. We've been in battle together. And I'm telling you that if that giant wants to kill him, he's going to have to go through me first. Mm -hmm. Some of us need to have that type of mentality when it comes to the people around us. Why? Because they need you. They're going through life, man. Life has punched them in the face 48 times. It's knocked them down. And we need to be people that seize those people. You know what way we do that? At our church is, you know, we, we send text messages. We, we invite people over to our home. Man, there, there's been so many families at our church that's gotten COVID or the flu or, and all this stuff. We just send them a door gift card. Why? Because we see you. We know that's hard, and we're on your side. We want to just, hey, we're in your corner. We just want to help. And some of you are like, well, Pastor Clint, you know, I just don't know what to say to these people. Well, let me just, can I just free you for a second? You don't have to have all the answers when someone's going through life. Just show up and be there. I don't have all the answers, but we have people in our church that are struggling. Guess what? They come to our house, and we talk it through, or we call them, or they call us, and we just, hey, tell me what's going on. What's going on? And and we just want to be there. We need to watch out for the people around us. How about we just be some Abishai's for a second? Let's just ask God during these 14 days, God, show me the people around me that are struggling. He'll show you those people, and He'll give you a word for them. And he'll go, all right, hey, just send that person a text. Say, hey, you're doing a great job. You're a great dad. I just want you to know that. That didn't cost you a dime. It cost you 10 seconds to send a text message. And that, who knows how God's going to use that on the other side of that. But we need to watch out for people. So we're going to learn from our worst so we can bring our best. All right, we're going to watch out for the people around us. The last thing is this. We're going to use what you have to help those around you. Use what you have. This is probably one of my favorite dudes in the Bible. And this is all we know about him. You ready? 2 Samuel chapter 23, starting in 20. It says, then there was Benaiah. Y'all say Benaiah. Benaiah. Or Benaiah. Whatever you want to say. All right. He was a valiant warrior. He did many heroic deeds. So he's done a lot. Here's just a few of things he did. Okay, here we go. He, he did many things, which included killing two champions of Moab. I don't even know what that means, but I bet he was like a gladiator. You know, he would just fight these amazing people. It was amazing. Another time... On a snowy day. Not on a nice day when it felt good outside, on a snowy day, colder than what it was right now, wet ground, on a snowy day, he chased a lion into a pit and he killed it. It didn't even tell us why. Did he do this for fun? What was he what was he doing? On a snowy day, he chased a lion into a pit and killed it. Who's running toward the lion? I mean, I'm not. I'm like I'm allergic to cats can't be around the lines, you know, but here's what I want to talk to you about today. It says once armed only with the club. So think of Bam Bam from the Flintstones, right? You've got a club armed only with a club. He killed an opposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Now that's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, right? You don't want to do that. Benea wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Ooh, again, my testosterone just like pumping right now. Come on. <laughs> Benea was a bad dude. Right, we can, he was a bad dude. And he did many things. This was just, he also did these things. And it says, once armed only with a club. I hate it when people say only. I really do. Only. You know, I think of the guy, anybody seen Monty Python, the Holy Grail? He gets his arms cut off, you know, that night and he says, it's only a flesh wound, <laughs> right? It's only, okay. anytime you say only, you're downgrading what's happening, right? Like, it's only a flesh room. Like, yeah, right, dude. you got no arms or legs. It's way worse than that. But we say it all the time, right? Like, ah, I coach Ruben's basketball team right now, 10-year-old basketball team. And uh, during your 14 days of prayer and fasting, pray that I do not get ejected from this league. (laughs) I've learned I care way too much about this basketball team. But I hear our kids, you know, they'll score, and I'll go, great game. And and one of them will say, I only scored two points. I only scored two. I only did that. I hate the word only. I, I, I only went to high school. I'm not smart enough. I only did this. I, I, I'm only a stay-at-home mom. What could you expect me to do? Or I, I'm only a high schooler. I, I'm only just. I'm only. I'm sick of hearing only. Venea only had a club, but listen to me. That club was in the right hands. Oh, I'm, about to, I'm telling you, God's about to speak to you right now. What if the thing that you say, I only, God knows exactly where he put that only. He put it in your hands. God wants to use that only thing, whatever it is, to help the people around you. I'm only a stay-at-home mom. You're not, no, you're not only a stay-at-home mom. You're a woman of God who is raising their kids to be warriors when they leave your house one day? God may have given you some extra time at home so that you can develop these kids into strong human beings. And you're not a, only a, a standard, don't tell me that. You're not only just a high school educated person. You didn't go to I didn't go to college. The disciples didn't go to college. And look what God used them to do. You're not only, don't say that we miss out on helping people because we don't realize what we have that only thing god's put that in your hands that's your club armed only with the club that thing god put in your hands he put it so i, I want to ask you this question what's in your hand what has god given you what is that thing that you have is it money time Is it a home? Maybe you have extra space in your home. Maybe you have an extra car. Maybe it's a talent or it's experience or maybe you do have a degree or maybe you do have that idea or maybe you have that connection or that friend or maybe you have the recommendation that someone really needs or or maybe that thing you have is your past that you've recently gotten over. Uh, Maybe it's a business. Maybe, come on, if someone in here has got a building our church can meet in, come on, some of you might have that and listen, I don't know what that thing is that only, I don't, know what, I don't know what the thing is that God's put in your hand, but he gave it to you for a reason. And I just want to tell you, he gave it to you so that you can help someone else's life. What if God wants to use that thing that he gave you to do something miraculous in someone else's life? But you're, you, you overlook it and you think, well, it's only a little bit of extra money. It's only, well, maybe that single mom could use a week's of groceries. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, this car, it's a little bit of a beater, it's a lemon. A person that doesn't have a car, they'll take it, I promise. Maybe you have extra room in your house and you need to come on, start a group in your house. God's given you, He's given everybody something. Don't overlook it because that something can change someone's life. So, how are you going to be a person that other people can count on? You're going to learn from your worst and then you're going to bring them your best. Come on, you're going to look out for the people around you. You're going to watch for it and go, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, not on my watch. I'm helping this person. And then you're going to look to see what you have, and you're going to use that thing that you have to help somebody else. Listen, people need you in their lives. And I'm not saying you generically. I'm saying you specifically, individually. They need you. They really, really need you. So how are we going to put this into practice? All right, I'm so glad you asked. So glad. Here, y- y'all ready? This is exactly why we do something here called small groups. That's why we do small groups. Is because you need people, like Seth talked about last week, but people need you. And we've created an environment where people can get together, they can do life together, and you can practice these three things with the people in your group. It's so easy. All you have to do is get there and be there. And so I wanna talk to you about something that we're doing as a church that y'all don't know about yet. We're starting it next week. Next week's our three year birthday party. It's also the beginning of something great. And uh, we're starting something. Remember last year during January we went through a series called Seeds and all of our small groups went through this. Well, we're doing another thing like that. We're gonna do a campaign together is what we're gonna call this. And it's called Unshakable. Y'all say Unshakable. And here's what unshakable is, look at this. If you see a Chipotle burrito right here, you're fasting and you're hungry. (laughs) It's not a Chipotle burrito, it's a rock, all right? So it does look like a Chipotle burrito, though. Come on, doesn't it? Some of y'all are like, Clint, stop talking, because I can't have that right now. But hey, man, that that does look good. If that's a burrito right there, I'm in. But unshakable. this is something we're starting. It's going to be a 10-week sermon series, but uh, the groups are going to meet for eight weeks, and everybody in here is going to get a book for free today. We have them out in the lobby, and just because they're free, listen to me, they're not cheap, okay? Don't treat this like a free thing. This uh, Pretend you paid $100 for it, okay? We didn't pay that much for it, but I'm just saying it's not cheap, but it is free because of y'all's generosity and because of the generosity of the church that made this as well. But... Um, Here's how it's going to work. And here's what I'm asking you to do. Okay. I'm asking to do three things. Very easy. Anyone can do this. All right. Put that up here. The white slide. I want you to grab a guide. That's what this is. All right. Grab a guide. They're out in the lobby. I want you to attend the series. So get here on Sundays. As many of them as you can get to get to. And because these kind of build on each other. And then I'm asking you to gather with a group. So I want you to get a book, get a guide. I want you to come here. Listen to the messages And I want you to gather in a group and I want you to get in a group. If you're not in a group, you need to come on now. You need to get in a group. (laughs) It's real simple. Why? Because you need people in your lives and people need you and theirs. And we've created this space not for this doesn't help me at all. I'm not really, I want what's best for you. And God wants to do a work in your life and it's going to happen through groups. Why? Because that's the way God designed it thousands of years ago and it ain't broke. We ain't going to fix it. All right. This is just how God designed you to do life with people. Uh, that's why you're sitting kind of together with different units right now. You're with your group of people well, expand that group a little bit and let's get some groups going. All right, so here's something. I'm asking you to get a book, get a guide. I'm asking you to attend the message series and I'm asking you to join a group. And uh, I think that everyone in here can do that. So out in the lobby at our info desk, we actually have books. They're free. Just take one. You don't have to pay anything for it. They're, they're genuinely, we just want it for you. So I'm asking, just take a book. Even if you're scared about the group part, okay? Take a book, do it on your own. That's fine, but that's incomplete. But you can do it. I'm not going to hold a gun to your head and make you go to a group. But I do think that your life is going to be enhanced so much better. You're going to find some friends if you can just join a group. So, groups start the first week of February. All right. So, the first week of February, groups are going to start. And so, here's what I want everybody to do. I want everyone to take your phone out real quick. Come on, everyone, get your phone out. Hold up your phone, actually. I want to see these phones. Let me see them. Let me see your phone. If you got an Android, just don't put it up, okay? <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> you, got, you got your Yeah, Kevin's so proud. Let me see that. All right, here's what I want you to do. Go to the next slide for me. I want or the, That's good. I want you to text unshakable, no E, not unshakable. Unshakable, all right? We had a big debate about this yesterday. I didn't write the book, so they, we're going to spell it how they spell it. Unshakable to nine four zero zero zero. Go ahead and text that, and what, what that's going to do is when we're, we're figuring out exactly when our small groups are going to be, who's leading them, all that kind of stuff uh, right now, and so what this is going to allow you to do is you're going to send that text to me, and we're going to get it, and when we have small groups, and they're live, and people are ready to sign up, we're going to text you from this same number, and you're going to have a link, and you're going to be able to sign up for groups right there, okay, but you got to send that text. I want you to send the text text unshakable to nine four zero 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 and we'll help you get in a group whenever groups go live we're going to do that in the next week or so does that make sense everybody listen people need you this is not the time to just sit back and live like come on 2024 let's do it let's make this the best spiritual year of our lives and let's just do the stuff get in a group Put yourself out there a little bit. Sorry, unshakable, nine four zero zero zero. You can put that back up. Um, and let's do this together. I think God wants to do something big in your life. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and, and close your eyes. You know, um, I never want to miss an opportunity for us to pray over you. Um, and so I just want to just real quick, this is nothing crazy. If you're in here and you just have a need right now that you need some prayer for, I just want you to just lift your hand. No one's looking around. Lift your hand. If you've got a need, it's okay. And I just want to pray, God, I just pray for the people in this room that have needs right now, that need your intervention, God. Would you just do what only you can do? God, give strength, give power, and I pray you help them, and I pray that you give them guidance and some clarity in their decision making as well. And you might be sitting here as well, and uh, you've never started a relationship with Jesus before. And you're here, and you're like, man, I kind of like that. I, I, I think this this stuff sounds good, you know? And, and God might be working in your heart a little bit. And uh, And I just want to let you know you came to the right place. If you're trying to start something new, start a new habit of coming to church, I love that you're here. And I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, but. It all starts with a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you today, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, you can just say these words. And there's nothing magical about these words. It's all about just the posture of your heart. You can give your heart to Jesus right now. You can say, dear God, I need you. I invite you into my life. I make you the Lord of my life. And in the best way I know how, I'll live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand in this place.